just like cereal, we're back, baby. And look out for that hoverboard. It may blow up in your face. All that and more. Tech 411 starts now. Your personal guide to everything tech. Tech 411. Tech 411 with Oscar Santana and Todd Moore. Salutations. Welcome to Tech 411. I'm Oscar Santana. And I'm Todd Moore, and this is show number 149. Thanks for tuning in. 149, just shy of 150. You probably thought this show was canceled. Someone died. (laughs) Who knows? Uh, The apologies really just come from me because um, this past month, school has been really, really ruthless, and something had to give, and unfortunately, I was the weak link Tomo, Mac, I apologize. I wanted to get one in the can before we went away for a holiday break. You think we took a month break. Now we're going to take another break because of the holidays, you see. Exactly. Right? Yeah, it's busy times, busy times. For everyone, so We'll give you a pass. I appreciate it. One. Appreciate it. A lot has gone on. And as we were going through the pre-show, 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 pre-show meeting, I realized, as Todd mentioned to me, we hadn't talked about the new Apple TV. That's how long it's been. Yeah. So yeah. much to get to. So if you don't mind, Tomo, let's dive right in with that. You are the owner of the new Apple TV. That is one of the hottest Christmas or holiday gifts out there. Uh, what are your thoughts? Uh, you've had it for, what, three weeks, a month now? Um, yeah, I guess it's been that long. At least, uh, yeah, I think over yeah, a month. about that? Um, so, yeah, I swapped out all my old Apple TV um, TVs that I had in the house. I had two of them, and I put the the new ones in. Uh, the coolest thing about the new um, Apple TV is the remote. The remote is has a little mini trackpad controller at the top, where you're doing a lot of swipe gestures up, down, left, right. But you can actually use it like the original, where you're tapping on the left side or the right side to to navigate. But of course, the big feature is the App Store. For the first time, third party developers can create apps and publish on the platform. So, uh, of course, I scrambled and I spent a few days porting over White Noise and White Noise Pro uh, to the platform because I wanted to just be on there from for for day one. And uh, thanks to all the listeners who um, showed me what it looked like on the first day because I didn't end up having the device. So uh, I got to see it uh, firsthand from listeners. So that was cool. Uh, worth the dollars to swap out just overall for the App Store. I, I know that, the, you know, as far as functionality is concerned, the search mechanisms, uh, as far as uh, being able to search across multiple um, right you know, platforms, if you want uh, HBO Go, Netflix for your content, that's cool. Uh, but the touchscreen remote, is that are all those pain points worth the upgrade, I guess? Yeah, I mean, you're, you're, the upgrade is $150, so it's not too expensive. Um, you know, where Amazon does come in at a $99 price point for theirs. So, of course, Apple has to just be a little priced a little higher. Um, I will say that uh, early days didn't have a lot of stuff in the store, but now uh, the App Store is really getting a, a lot of different games and, and things like that. So, um, it, it, I think it's you brought up the point of the, the universal search. I think that's definitely one of the best features where you can talk into the mic and search uh, using Siri and it'll go across, you know, the iTunes um, store as Mm -hmm. well as Amazon, not Amazon, Netflix, Netflix, HBO, Showtime, HBO, and tell you if that content or now uh, is available there. So that's very cool. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, I remember I used to play this game with uh, Shannon. We'll be looking for content 
where mm-hmm. we would start at Netflix and then go to our Hulu Plus account, and then because some cause they have movies there as well, and then I we would go to HBO Now or Go, depending on what we had, and then Showtime. It, you would have to. It was a good fifteen to twenty minute process. Oh yeah, it's so bad. And uh, the one big ding that everyone got upset about over this new device is the remote app did not work initially for the new Apple TV. Oh. So when you had to do a, a a search and this it still doesn't do it as well you can't use siri like you can't bring up the search and like inside of a specific app and then use siri so they got to fix that part like oh. if i'm in netflix and i want to search for a movie i want to use the microphone um but one of the things that really upset a lot of people is the apple remote app that you run on your phone you used to be able to just type using the keyboard. It's so much better. And I got to tell you, I hate the keyboard on the Apple TV. Mm. Uh, the old one was so much better. Now you're like swiping left and right. Um, and it's so difficult to quickly get to the letter you're looking for because it's just this giant left to right keyboard. There's no up and down, which I, I just thought that was a really poor design. So then, of course, you whip out the iPhone. You're like, I'll do use the remote. That way I can just type it directly yes. into the phone. No support for that. They just rolled out oh. an update and finally fixed it. So at least they did that. A lot of people were complaining. Yeah. Uh, the scroll by letter or to put input anything, is, it takes me back to uh, having a flip phone. And if you wanted to text, you had to go and find the letter, and then it would be a process that really wasn't worth its while. Yeah, not a good experience. No, no. But uh, you love it to this point, though. Yeah, I mean it's 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 really well done. I do like the trackpad remote. I think that's pretty you know innovative, and uh, so they did a good job with with the remote. And now that they finally fixed it, so that you can use your phone to type in stuff, uh, that changes everything because it was really getting annoying putting in all the passwords using that keyboard. Oh, yeah. But. Um, still early days, but I, I think it's, it's a pretty good platform. Uh, I was just wondering, have you played any games on it? Cause I remember, uh, there had like that Wiimote type remote. Have you tried yeah. that at all? Well, I don't, I don't have the, um, I haven't done too much with that, but most of the games I download, I did buy a game that looked really nice. I think it was Alto Adventure. It was like a skiing game okay. and the graphics were beautiful. The gameplay was pretty good. Um, and, but it was a simple, uh, just like tap one button kind of jump thing. So I haven't done too much with, to see what games are out there that kind of utilize what, what the remote can do. Like you said, it's, you know, the, it kind of has that Wii feel to it. It's got the accelerometer in there. Yeah. Yeah. And you can, I guess, trap it to your wrist, just like the, the old Wii. So I need to start downloading. Yeah. That'd be fun to see. Absolutely. Uh, speaking of, um, Discovering, I know that since we last talked on the, on the show, you were considering going to Google, uh, I'm sorry, um, what would be Amazon Music and making the yeah. switch from Spotify. And the reason why I brought that up is because Todd, speaking of the holidays, one of the hottest holiday gifts right now is going to be the Amazon Echo. Um, you can see it on holiday gift guides everywhere. Uh, I took the plunge because of what Todd said here on the program and what, I've, what he, he mentioned to me when we've been hanging out. Uh, I really think it's a phenomenal speaker and its interface with uh, the quote-unquote Alexa uh, virtual assistant is pretty awesome. It makes me think twice about getting into Apple Music and just uh, foregoing my iTunes music subscription. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, enough people in my life are either on Spotify or iTunes, but not enough people are on Amazon Music. You made, did you make the full switch? Um, not to Amazon, but of okay. course I have Amazon Prime. Yes. So, and what about when I use the Google? Echo, that's where the music comes from. Yes. And so I made the switch from Spotify to Google Music. And the reason I did that is because they packaged in YouTube Red with that subscription. Ah, that was it. That's that right. was it. So yeah, cool. For $10 a month, I get ad-free YouTube. Um, and it works really well. As long as I'm logged into the account I purchase YouTube Red on, no matter what the device, I don't have to watch ads. So for that price alone, that's just so worth it. And what's the catalog like on Google Music? I mean, it, I think it's pretty, pretty similar. I mean, there were a few... So I spent like an hour transferring all my um, playlists from That Spotify. was the hurdle. That was oh, the yeah. hurdle. How did you get your playlists oh, off? I won't even point <laughs> someone in that direction. I had to download all this software, compile stuff. It was a nightmare. Like no one should have to go <laughs> But I ended up getting the playlist transferred. So it is technically possible if... You're used if you're okay with like hacking out commands and and downloading all kinds of different software and hope to get this uh, thing to work on your Mac. It was it was quite an effort and it took about an hour. <laughs> but was there a point where you're like, I'm too far into this, I can't yeah. go back? You're like, I gotta I gotta get this working and nothing was working and so it took forever. But finally did the transfer. This once I got the software up and running, the software depended on like ten different libraries that weren't installed. And once I got it up and running, it actually did it. It didn't pull over every single song. So clearly Spotify has a much bigger catalog. But for the most part, it got all the stuff that I really wanted. That is awesome. That is awesome. A, that uh, you were able to figure out how to do it. Because there's no way I, I would have just given up and moved on with my life. Uh, but two, the idea that you can... Because that's really the handcuff there, right? That you can switch providers without uh, losing the quote-unquote IP, the work that you've done. And that's what you said, I think, the last episode, if I'm not mistaken. You're like, I have all these playlists. Yeah. What, why would I make the switch if, unless I can take these playlists with me? Right. And so it was it was quite an effort to, to do that. I probably would have taken the same amount of time just to do it by hand. <laughs> But, Had like a virtual assistant be like, look, this is what I'm going to pay you for. You figure <laughs> yeah. this out, chop this up, charge you for an hour. Yeah, that, that would be an option to just hire someone to Pre- do it. For pretty you. wild. Um, I know we have a list of articles to get to. Todd, I'll let you take the helm. You can start off here. I just wanted to get those two things out of the way because I know we want yeah. to cover them. And very quickly, just to wrap up Apple TV, uh, one of the apps totally missing from the new Apple TV is Amazon's video service. So I was a little upset that Amazon didn't roll it out. And of course, you know, Amazon uh, has made some bold decisions to remove Apple TV products from their site, as well as other streaming products. Yeah, you can't buy the new Apple TV or Apple TV on Amazon anymore. Yeah, and and so it, it which I don't like. I don't that's like weird. That Amazon does that. You're, they're usually the company that's like we will sell anything, yeah. you know. But they made that decision, um, and and then there's a on Mac rumors recently. Someone wrote in to tech support about how come the app isn't on the Amazon app isn't on Apple TV, and they actually wrote back and said it, it's it's being worked on. Wow. So, okay. 
that will be some good news. I, I would definitely like to see Amazon Instant Video app. It's on my TV right now, so it's not that big a deal. But, you know, I, I don't want to see Amazon go into this, you know, we're going to just be our only, we're going to put up these artificial walls and you're not going to be able to use Amazon anywhere but our own devices. That it would be a bad decision. conflicts with the spirit of what that company really is all about. I think it does. Yeah, right. I think that would be a bad decision. Interesting. But moving on from that, let's see, we have DirecTV ramping up for 4K. 4K, baby. Yeah, they, they say they, uh, I guess the interesting thing is, you know, you, you think of 4K, you're, you're, Obviously, you're you're limited when you're talking about satellites and, and how how many channels you can broadcast. And of course, when you're broadcasting in 4K, um, you know you're doubling everything in, in terms of resolution. So um, it I was curious to see that they actually state they could do 50 of these channels, wow. uh, 50 UHD channels. Uh, but of course, they the the biggest. Uh, their biggest complaint is just not enough content. We've talked about that in the past. They're just, you know, Netflix is doing the best it can. It's rolling out new movies all the time, new programming done in 4K, and they're actually going back to original films and, and re-encoding things into 4K. Um, so I think we'll get there. Uh, but, you know, uh, it, it's good to see the DirecTV is actually thinking about that as well. And the price... Uh, as far as a 4K television is concerned, that's really all you see. I, for example, if I walked, uh, if I went on Amazon right now, the, you would see 4K televisions at a comparable price of just regular yeah. HD televisions. Yeah, I mean, majority are 4K now, and they're getting huge. The price yeah. points, oh, yeah. man. I was, yeah, I, I, I don't even think a big TV like that would fit up my stairs of my condo building. But I saw the prices, and you, you're telling me I can get an 80 inch television for less than 3K? Was that even possible? No, it's good, and it's going to keep coming down. Uh, the more and more people want that that kind of television, and I think it looks great. And it, but it is it is a little early now. The content's yeah. not there. This I mean, is just like when we went to 1080, the content initially wasn't there, and all these third-party providers started popping up and shooting everything in 1080, and that's kind of what I'm seeing now. You're seeing a lot of a lot of strange channels that are just dedicated to 4K popping up, but eventually it'll go mainstream. Are, is the curved? That's that's a no one's talking about curved anymore, right? That's long. I that's never, like the 3D. It was a gimmick. Yeah, they still sell them. I yeah. see that, but mm -hmm. I mean, as far as I don't know anyone that owns one, Todd. Do you know someone that owns a curved and they're like really screaming to you about it? My mother. Oh, really? <laughs> oh. She bought the curved? Oh, she got a curved one. I was just like, yeah, all right, that looks nice. <laughs> I don't she, understand. Does it. she did you feel that impact of like, wow, this is immersing me into the content because it's curved? No. No, right? No. I mean, no, I don't. I don't get it. I, the thing I don't like about the curve is the fact that it actually limits the angle at which you can view it. Typically, right, I mean, the best right. viewing is right in the middle. But if you're off to the side, you can still see a regular TV. The curve, you're getting some of it cut off. Who called it the a-hole yeah. TV? Somebody called it that, right? It's the it's your classic a-hole TV because the only person that gets the best <laughs> angle is the guy in the what middle. What are you saying about my mother? No, I'm not calling her that. <laughs> You know, I wouldn't disrespect you, though. It actually worked out well for her because she put it in the corner of a ah, room. Ah, that and makes so sense. That actually it kind of worked idea. better than just putting it on a flat wall. Dead, you almost kill that dead space. You take advantage yeah. of it. Yeah. 
but I I don't I I don't know why you would pay more for that you know so it's it's not something I'd pay for um, I would rather just go with a flat screen a Mac and uh, I mean I'm I'm kind of optimistic optimistic about the word the is optimistic optimistic yes thank you Oscar yes <laughs> did Oscar just <laughs> I know you? that felt um, great. But That's I'm kind of optimistic about 4K uh, because, I mean, for one, to switch from SD to HD, it was a completely different aspect ratio. So at least right. they don't have that to deal with. And plus, I mean, the good thing with DirecTV, it's kind of who does it first. Because, I mean, you're not going to make DirecTV or uh, your cable provider do 4K if there's no 4K content. But you're not going to make 4K content if there's no or services. Competition. That can, or, or if there's no one that can play your 4K content. Yes. So, I mean, if DirecTV does this, then there's something that the... They have figured the, out? Uh, well, the makers of the shows, yes. can actually, they now have a reason to make it in 4K. Oh, you mean the actual creation of the yeah. content. You're not going to yeah. film in 4K if nobody's distributing in 4K. Exactly. But now that DirecTV is doing it, maybe it's a good signal to the industry to say it's time to film in 4K. Exactly. Okay. Does that make sense to you, Todd? I just translated. Thank you. <laughs> yes. All right, moving on. Yeah, that's good. What else do we have? Oh, let's see. Uh, Facebook lets you broadcast live video of yourself to your friends, basically copying Periscope's uh, exact feature set initially rolled out to celebrities, but now they're opening it up to all users. Uh, do you know anyone that's tried this out? I only see Angie Goff, maybe because yeah. she's a celebrity. Yeah. I see Angie Goff from uh, News 4 here locally in the D.C. area that is uh, always broadcasting live on Facebook. I, I know that Mac was kind enough to send out a report that Periscope is uh, iTunes or Apple App Store app of the year. And yes. uh, well worth it. I thought Meerkat was great as well. I, I think what really got me hopeful about Twitter and its turnaround, which, by the way, it's still yet to come to come to some sort of realization is that they bought Periscope and own Periscope, right? So Twitter yes. owns Periscope. But then when I watch the Facebook live broadcasting, I kind of see the value of what Facebook is doing because why would you go to another application if you just do it in Facebook? Yeah. 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 I mean, as soon as, soon as Facebook uh, creates search, we won't need Google anymore. The odds. No. <laughs> just kidding. That's that something that drives me crazy about Facebook. It has the worst search ever. It's you know? really bad. Like, have you ever gone, oh, there's this photo from years ago. I just want to pull it up and send it to somebody. Mm -hmm. And then you try to find it on Facebook. It's 15 Good minutes. Luck. 15 Good luck minutes. Yeah, Maybe so you want to use it. For uh, a frame or something like that, right? You got to go back and find it. Like, find it yeah. like you're finding it on your iPhone. And it might so be easier hard. on your iPhone. Probably Facebook's is. about the here and now. It's like, it doesn't let you dig up too much from the past unless it's, unless it's doing that whole, this happened six years ago. Oh, yeah. oh that's nice. <laughs> the <laughs> time hop is cool. you don't want. Yeah. A lot of regret in my time hop, I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> there were some pictures last week that came up and I'm like, oh. Oh, well, yeah. Uh-huh. Santa. A lot has changed. No, the Santa one was cool. I, I took pride in that one. The one that really, that I didn't post. And trust me, if I'm embarrassed by them, I don't post them. So, there was one of me flying off a mechanical bull. And look, I make, oh, I, I, make, I, make no like I make no qualms about, uh, you know, growing up and uh, doing, and actually, you know, living our lives and having fun. But that's not really something I want to show the world right now. Uh, yeah. So the time hop will make you, will actually gut check you once in a while and say, remember when you used to do this as you get older? 
Right. Yeah. yeah. So. And just imagine when you have kids and they're like 21 and then you're sharing that stuff from like 30 years ago. I almost you, feel you're like, like 70 and you're like, look, I used to be cool. You get a pass once you've put like raised them and dealt with their ass and, you know, moved them on in life. I think right now when you're still trying to like establish yourself, <laughs> there are some questions, that, that questionable right. pictures that come up. Uh, but yeah, the, the video, back to the video. I like Periscope because of its interaction. If Facebook can provide that type of interaction uh, and its chat capabilities, it's going to be tough for Periscope to really uh, take hold of the actual marketplace as far as yeah. you know live streaming video because that's a big competition right there. But is there room for two? Is there room for three? Probably. Um, Periscope, you would say Meerkat had the first mover advantage and then Periscope came in and started sweeping up. But, yeah, because they got bought by Twitter. Yeah, and like Twitter made it difficult. And they made Meerkat. And they like, made are they, you. Are they still in business? Meerkat. Oh, yeah. I, Meerkat they I think they were. Last I read, they were having some issues. That was some serious competition. Yeah, but I mean, they're still a thing. They're not yeah. doing well, but they are. There. I haven't. Heard, this is the first time I've heard Meerkat and not Periscope in probably two months. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It so, seems like everybody's on Periscope. So much going on. Uh, what else is up up to bat, if you don't mind? Um, well, you've probably heard of the hoverboard. And, of course, I'm not talking about the Back to the Future hoverboard, but the one with two wheels that uh, people on sidewalks tr almost hit you all the time. I don't know if you uh, have seen a lot of these. It's a Segway without the handle. Yeah, it's just, that's basically what it is. And... Uh, it's going to be the most popular item for Christmas, I think. But there's a slight problem. It yeah. keeps exploding and <laughs> burning down your house. So a lot of airlines, in addition to this, are banning these things from uh, you, you being able to check them or take them on board the plane because they're worried about these things exploding. Uh, and we've already had confirmed, um, you know, House fires. Accidents, yeah. Yeah, that, that have started. And, and it's not even from when people were using the device. They were just charging. merely charging it. And, of course, this is a this has always been a problem with lithium-ion batteries. But the problem that's going on with these hoverboards is they're trying to reduce the cost so much for the holiday season that they're using uh, cheap lithium-ion batteries. And that's where these fires are starting. So uh, you're absolutely right, Todd. Lithium-ion batteries are they're not as easy to really uh, manufacture uh, as as far as a price point is concerned, because you have to make sure that uh, you know your unit is really stable. Because even when I worked for a mobile computer lab company, we had our own battery packs, and mo uh, most of the international lithium-ion had to be shipped uh, over water because uh, you really there was a risk pose at that point, especially when you had so many batteries in bulk. Uh, that being said, I heard a story this past week that talked about these hoverboards, quote unquote. Um, and I've seen them, Todd. I don't know how much you see them in Arlington, but I see them on uh, University of Maryland all the time. Students just getting back and forth to class. And when they, when they let me ask you, yes, something. when they pass you on the sidewalk, do you just go, God, I hate you? No, <laughs> I said, God, I wish I had one of those. Cause, really? Cause my I feel like there's a Google Glass thing going further on. Yeah, away. Me not, too. I think uh, on a college campus, you kind of get used to it, and they're not like flying by me, almost knocking me down. They're, it's really strange the courtesy level that they have. Like, someone will stop if there's two of them coming. I've seen that happen, and I don't know if it's just because I have an affinity to know that 
okay, College Park, as far as the campus is concerned, is probably like uh, two miles wide. So if you got to go all the way across campus, why not let technology help you? I'm not going to be the guy that says don't do that because I imagine the uh, alternative is just walking and that would suck as well. But on the other side, I heard that these hoverboards are being mass produced at such a high level because nobody can pinpoint or control the production as far as any patent uh, issues in China. Like Shenzhen has so many factories that they have had to actually move into space uh, and and find new space for factories that were building other things because they're taking advantage of this like r- this rush for everybody to get to market with these hoverboards. And I've seen prices from seven hundred dollars when they first came out, maybe almost a thousand. Now they're down to hundred ninety nine dollars. I can't imagine, as Todd, you just said, the right uh, measures are being taken in order yeah, to ensure the quality. Yes, pretty yeah. wild. Pretty wild. So something to think about this Christmas season. When I mean, you see a $200 hoverboard, that just, you, you, you right away you go, well, that's cheap. That, that'll be a great gift for someone, but then you might burn the home down, right? Yes. So you you might want to think twice about Get an uh, Echo, 150 bucks. Yes. 149. <laughs> and if you're 149? Already, yes. If you already have a hoverboard, check uh, with the manufacturer. There are recalls of them, so just double check that. Good call. Good call. All right, very good. I want to end with some exciting news. Exciting news! For fans Spillzone of... 2.0? What? <laughs> Spillzone 2.0? Oh, that is exciting. Thanks for bringing that up. Yes. Yeah, download that. But no, Serial, uh, our favorite podcast ever, the world's favorite podcast, but podcasting on the map, on the map. has begun season two. So that's very, very Yeah, cool. uh, I think that uh, for anybody out there that's a podcast producer or consumer, you have to just give it up for the quality of work that, yeah, Serial may take off a year, what it feels like a year. And come yeah. back, but they they came back with what seems to be another home run. As far as subject matter is concerned, if you remember in the news, um, at one point we had uh, an AWOL soldier that was just, um, you know, th- that uh, the Obama administration um, had negotiated his freedom in order. It was almost like a hostage trade, basically, where we took him back and gave back three Taliban fighters. Five. Five, I'm sorry, uh, one to five um, uh, Taliban fighters. And a lot of people had issues with that. Uh, what Serial does is it really good, it dives deep into, is it Bergdahl? Bo Bergdahl. Yeah, Bo, Bo Bergdahl's um, story and why he actually, quote unquote, went AWOL. So, um, you know, I do not know a lot about this story, so I'm actually pretty excited to get Serial's in-depth reporting take on it. So yeah. um, definitely going to be loading up this podcast and listening it on on my way to work tomorrow. Yeah, it should be cool. Also, Slate has a great article this week about the music and how the music actually is as important as the content that Serial provides. Changes up every season. And oh, uh, did they change the original? They didn't change the original theme it, song, it, did they? It's it to me from what I read in the articles. I haven't heard it either. Um, or either they they change the music for each uh, season. So mm. it's pretty crazy. I can't wait yeah. to hear. It. So it should be awesome. All right, it's time for apps of the week. Uh, Todd, I'll let you go first, and then we'll go uh, around around the studio here to see what uh, what we've come up with. All right, sounds good. I'm a huge fan of the board game Ticket to Ride, Ticket and to me ride. and my family have been playing this. Uh, we played it all uh, on Thanksgiving. We're going to play it over Christmas. We always like to play board games. Usually, it's Settlers of Catan, but lately. 
I've just um, really become a big fan of Ticket to Ride. And they have an app. They have a, uh, a game you can download. And I downloaded Ticket to Ride Pocket Edition. And it's really well done. They just updated it. So the latest screen sizes for the iPhone 6, 6 Plus are all supported. Looks amazing. And in terms of like computer play, uh, fantastic. It's just absolutely well executed. And I, what I like about Ticket to Ride is the games are much, much quicker than, say, Settlers is. And I bought that one too, but I wouldn't recommend it because it's just the trading mechanic is so difficult. But with Ticket to Ride, you can play a real quick game in a short amount of time, and it's a lot of fun. How uh, how do you judge for the layperson out there uh, as far as the computer power? Is just how quick the game is? Well, I mean... It, it's in a game like Settlers, it, it became very frustrating because the whole game, what makes Settlers great is the whole trading mechanic. And so when you're playing with others, you're like, I'll give you, you know, two wood for this or that. And you make all these combinations of deals. Mm -hmm. And to do that on an iPhone is so frustrating. It takes so long. Whereas the Ticket to Ride experience, you don't have any trading. It's more about building train tracks and expanding your empire, oh, cool. and connecting routes and things like that. Yeah. So it actually went from from a board game perspective to the iPhone. It transferred really well. And it's, uh, it's man, it's a lot of fun. Pretty cool. Check it out. Uh, my app of the week uh, is DoorDash. Uh, we were talking about this earlier <laughs> as Todd and I were hanging yep, out at our friend Ken's house. Um, so... This has been around for a while as far as the concept of having a third party deliver food to your home. It's available in D.C. and select cities across the country. Um, so hopefully it's available in your city. DoorDash, uh, full disclosure, was a sponsor on the Michael Mara show. Uh, I think oh, you they can, were? I think you can still use the code TMOS if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I did it originally and got a $15 credit. So try it. Uh, code TMOS. Is, is it just like Grubhub? Yeah, it's kind of yeah. like Grubhub. But what I've tried... Grubhub in the past, and for some reason, who knows if they were a sponsor or whatever reason, I had a better experience with DoorDash because of the selection of restaurants that were available were much wider. And here okay. in D.C., there's uh, my I guess my best example is way across town, even if there wasn't any traffic, I'd be a solid 25, 35 minutes. I still would have to get uh, parking deal with all that BS to get to a Matchbox, which is a great pizza place. They have uh, great yep. sliders, all kinds of food. I'm always amazed that, you know, to create one of these kind of apps, you basically need to get a lot of drivers, right? Yeah. And yeah. To, that means you're going to automatically compete with Lyft and Uber. I just don't know how you would pull that off. So DoorDash allows you to uh, order food and they give you a timeline of what to say. Let's say within 60 minutes, uh, it'll come. They charge you a delivery fee, but you can order from some top tier restaurants in the D.C. area. And it works out, and it doesn't come, for the most part, I would say uh, they're batting 90% uh, out of the 10 times I probably ordered. I oh, yeah. uh, had a, a solid experience, a pleasurable experience, and I and again, I'll be ordering tonight for dinner. Uh, that being said, I don't know if enough people are aware that, that there are these services that really work pretty well, and if not, sometimes they're great uh, out there, because the logic is this, is... Sometimes you want the food from the place. You just don't feel like getting your car yeah. and driving there, right? Yeah, so you... I, trust me, I know. <laughs> yeah. The other day I'm on the couch. I'm like, I wish I could order a burger. Uh, yeah. I don't want a yeah. pizza. I, mean, they have I want like a burger. Taco yeah. Bell on, the, on yeah. Yeah. Uh, DoorDash. And that's uh, we're two different places of our lives. Um, yeah, I know. <laughs> They've got Taco Bell, yes. guys. Let me tell you. 
Uh, yeah, so that's an option. Um, but again, DoorDash, uh, absolutely free app. You will pay uh, delivery fee, but you should try the TMOS code. You will get uh, $15 credit as of at least a couple weeks ago. Yeah, and right, $1 delivery fee. $1 delivery $1. fee. $1. De- depending on what you order. Because that that can go up to ten bucks. Okay. Yeah. I mean, maybe I've, the initial the initial order is the. I've had it three times different places. You get DoorDash? One, yeah, I use DoorDash. Oh my God! Look at this guy. I'm what do you order? To. Where do you uh, order? I did a Chinese place, uh, okay. a local Chinese place. I don't remember the name, but that, it was that, very good. That didn't deliver, or they did not deliver. Okay. No, I did. I did Lido's. Lido's. Lido's does not deliver for the they most do part. Not. Yes. It's but I love their pizza. Okay. It's Solid. Great. And uh, I think I did KFC once. KFC. KFC. <laughs> There's no KFC near me. Yes. It's it's like a half hour drive to any <laughs> KFC. Yeah, but that means by the time you get the chicken, it's all soggy. It's good enough. Not for this, this guy. Great. Not I, for I this guy. All right. Uh, again, happy holidays. I hope uh, Santa uh, or the elf on the shelf or the mensch on the bench brings you everything you guys want. God bless you guys. Uh, oh, oh yeah. We, oh, my app. Oh, your app of the week. Damn it. I'm uh, sorry. Uh, uh, go ahead, please. What's your app is, of the week? Uh, prune. Actually, we've run out of time. Yep. I'm so sorry. No, honestly, I'm looking at the clock. clock. Uh, we're over 35 minutes. We yep. we told Todd to be 30 minutes. He's got stuff to God do. Uh, next year, next, next year, Mac. All right, we'll work work, work out again. Uh, Tech Four One, Todd. Thank you so much. Appreciate it, man. Yep, and that's it for our show. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Ciao, ciao. This is the sound. This is Tech Four One One. The preceding program was brought to you by More Broadcasting. For more information, visit us at morebroadcasting.com.